Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of In Transition. My name is Randy McElligot. This afternoon we're going to be listening to music from Stan Getz, Daryl Grant, music from the great jazz trio, uh, also some music from bassist Eddie Gomez, pianist McCoy Tyner, Alien Elias, uh, the New York hard bop quintet will be appearing, uh, will be up uh, in our uh, second hour of the show this afternoon. We've also got music from the Bud Shank sextet. John McLaughlin, and a whole lot more. But we're going to start off this afternoon with a tribute to one of the greatest guitarists who ever lived. His name was Lenny Bro, and you're in for a real treat. We're going to start off with uh, a track from uh, an album called Last Sessions, and this song is called Paris. And then right after that, we're going to come back and uh, get into some of the music that's been just released on an album called Live at Bourbon Street on the Guitar Archives label. So join me this afternoon as we feature the music of the great Lenny Bro. Thank you. 
Brilliant guitar work there from guitarist Lenny Bro, and that was a song entitled Paris, and that's from a CD called Last Sessions. Today we're featuring uh, the music of Lenny Bro, specifically a release that came out uh, late last year. Actually, it's called Lenny Bro Live at Bourbon Street, and it features Dave Young on bass and Lenny Bro on guitar, and we're going to get into that in just a couple of seconds. But I just want to mention that Lenny Bro was born August 5th, 1941 in Auburn, Maine, to parents Hal Bro and Betty Cody. Lenny took up the guitar at age 7 and by the age of 12 performed regularly as part of Lone Pine and Betty's traveling band. Actually billed as Lone Pine Jr., the guitar wizard, he was uh, lead guitarist for the band and was featured uh, doing primarily uh, Merle Travis and Chet Atkins instrumentals. Uh, Lenny usually sang a couple of songs uh, during the shows as well. In 1957, Lone Pine and Betty moved their family to Winnipeg, Manitoba, and formed a band to perform regularly at CKY Radio's live broadcast of the show Caravan. Lenny left Lone Pine's band around 1959, and he began to perform with local Winnipeg jazz musicians at such venues as the Rando Manor and uh, Stage Door. And it was during this period that Lenny came under the musical guidance of pianist uh, Bob Erlinson and began to receive a jazz education that he developed on the bandstand. Around 1962, Lenny moved uh, to Toronto, where he joined uh, with singer-actor Don Franks and acoustic uh, bassist Ian Henstich to form the group Three. Now, the group performed in Toronto, Ottawa, and New York, and uh, eventually an album was recorded at a live club date in New York City. The trio also appeared on the Jackie Gleason Show as well as the Joey Bishop Show, both uh, very well-known uh, TV shows in the early 1960s. Well, we're going to continue now with music from Lenny Bro from uh, this beautiful CD called Live at Bourbon Street. It's available in your favorite record store. It's on the Guitar Archives label, and uh, included in this next set is an interview that I did with uh, Randy Bachman of Bachman Turner Overdrive and the guest, and also founding member of the Guess Who. Um, Randy Bachman started up Guitar Archives, and I was asking him uh, various questions as to how the label got started and the importance of Lenny Bro. So that's going to be coming up right after this song from Lenny, and the name of the song that we're going to listen to is called "Quiet and Blue." Thank you. 
spectrum of exciting and innovative highlights from the world of modern jazz. Join us on alternate Monday nights from 12 to 2 for an insider's look at the musicians and their landmark recordings that shaped the music and made jazz what it is today. That's Fly By Night on CHUO FM 89.1 with your host Dave Mock on alternate Mondays from midnight to 2. our pleasure to present our latest discovery, CHO's Radio Bingo. Notice its ostentatious persona with total prize winnings of up to $3,500. Can you blame it? And how about its practical side? You can play in the comfort of your own home. CHO's Radio Bingo, Mondays at 7 p.m. on 89.1 FM. We just listened to some fine music there from Lenny Bro. Taken from a, a recent CD entitled Lenny Bro and Dave Young Live at Bourbon Street in Toronto. And we just listened to a, a composition that was written by Lenny Bro and Dave Young called Blues in My Case. A very interesting uh, composition and some very fine playing there. Very unique stylist. Um, in 19, uh, around 1968-69, Lenny recorded two albums for RCA with his Winnipeg Trio featuring Ron Halderson on bass and Reg Kelm on drums. Now, the first album was a studio session produced in Nashville by Chet Atkins, and the second was a, a live session recorded in Hollywood at uh, the jazz club Shelley's Manhole, which was produced by Danny Davis. Now, from the late 70s to the early... Uh, from the late 60s to the early 70s, Lenny played primarily in Toronto and Ottawa, and he worked as a sideman for uh, Mo Kaufman, Jimmy Dale, Beverly Glenn Copeland, and Ann Murray, to name a few. He also led his own trio with uh, various sidemen and, and performed at such venues as the Riverboat and George's Spaghetti House in Toronto. Uh, from 1974 until his death, Lenny traveled extensively between Edmonton, uh, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Toronto, and various parts of the United States. Now, during this period, uh, Lenny recorded for many small recording labels as both leader and sidemen, and some of the musicians that he worked with included pedal steel great uh, Buddy Emmons, guitarist Chet Atkins, and Phil Upchurch, also uh, country fiddler Buddy Spitcher. Lenny, uh, unfortunately, passed away in, on August 12, 1984. He was found dead in the swimming pool of his apartment complex. Now, although his death was originally thought to be an accidental drowning, it was soon discovered that he had actually been murdered. The L.A. coroner report determined that Lenny had been strangled, and to this date, the case remains unsolved. We're just fortunate enough that we have people like Randy Bachman who are trying to uh, to uh, dig up this this great music. And one of the people that's helping Randy Bachman now, Danny Casavan, has been uh, has been tirelessly working on uh, on finding some uh, great material that's still out there from Lenny Bro and releasing it to the public. And I think it's long overdue because. 
Lenny Bro's material was very, very hard to find, and by releasing this album live at Bourbon Street, this is a, a great way to start off uh, a trend, I think, that's going to happen from Guitar Archives, where they're going to be releasing quite a few recordings, not only from Lenny Bro, but from the likes of Howard Roberts. Um, our next set here, we're going to feature, again, from the album, uh, we're going to feature a song called If You Could See Me Now, and we're all also going to continue the conversation that I had with uh, Randy Bachman about a week ago. So let's get started with some more music from this talented and great musician, Lenny Rowe. Thank you. 
had taught me a certain guitar style and etiquette mm-hmm. that I still have today. Every time I pick it up and play, it's like, you know, the, there's a book out, Everything I Know I Learned in Kindergarten or something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Everything I learned about guitar or I know about guitar, I basically learned from my kindergarten year. Mm-hmm. When I first decided to play and got a guitar, I met Lenny Bro like in the same month. So I didn't know any boundaries. A lot of guys get a guitar and say, gee, I can't play that. When I met Lenny Brown, he was only a year older than me. We were both like 16 or 17. Hmm. Uh, he had no boundaries. So as a student of his, not really a student because he wasn't giving lessons. We were just two kids, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he would like get a Sabicus, Sabicus album, mm-hmm. Carlos Montoya album, and learn it front to back. He'd get a Barney Kessel album, wow. get Les Paul and learn it, and not even realize it was double or triple track and sped up. He'd play the whole thing at once in fingerstyle. He'd wow. amaze people. I mean, he used to play Lover, the Les Paul thing, all in right. fingerstyle. Wow. And Les Paul was using it on eight track with overdubs and stuff. Yeah. And so he knew no boundaries. And so he kind of gave me that attitude that there's nothing that you can't do on a guitar if you really want to do it. You just, it just takes time, dedication. You sit down and learn it. And you hmm. sit down and learn it. Then you practice it so you can do it forwards and backwards in your sleep and you can play it anytime you want to you know a recall when you think of a lick that you can just pull it out and do it mm-hmm. and, and also with very great taste i mean
February 1st to 29th, celebrate Black History Month through radio programming, literary expression, performing arts, film, spirituality, workshops, fashion, and more. For information about Black History Month 1996, call Black History Ottawa at 567-2839. That's 567-2839. We just heard more great music there from Lenny Bro and Dave Young, and uh, that was a song called Riot Course, and that was taken from, uh, again, the album Live at Bourbon Street. We're featuring the album this afternoon as part of our tribute to uh, this great uh, guitarist. Let me read to you something that Lenny Bro said uh, about his whole philosophy about the guitar. He says, I approach the guitar like a piano. I've reached a point where I transcend the instrument. A lot of the stuff I play on the seven-string guitar is supposed to be technically impossible, but I spent over 20 years figuring it out. I play the guitar like a piano. There's always two things going on at once. I'm thinking melody, but I'm also thinking of a background. I play the accompaniment on the low strings. Very unique way of playing. And the only other person that I can think of offhand that sounds similar to Lenny Bro is uh, Stanley Jordan. He sort of did the sort of the same thing, but uh, Lenny Bro just was fascinating. And we're going to continue our uh, my interview that I had with uh, Randy Bachman in this next set, uh, but we're going to start off with a beautiful song, a lovely, uh, in fact, this is one of the loveliest renditions I've ever heard of uh, I Fall in Love Too Easily. Lenny Bro on guitar and Dave Young on bass, and the name of the album is called Lenny Bro and Dave Young Live at Bourbon Street.
and so this is just one microphone on stage. So with this modern technology, it was really quite good. Also, another thing about modern technology, there's very few pictures of Lenny Bro. Mm -hmm. He never really posed a lot. There never was any real formal photographs. So consequently, we have snapshots that people gave us. Well, the snapshot we used on the cover of Guitar of the Live at Bourbon Street had a person's head right in the middle because they were sitting in front of the guy with the camera. Oh, no. And Lenny and Dave Young were probably eight or nine feet apart on stage. Wow. We were able to put that in a computer, take away the person's head that was in between them, bring them instead of eight or nine feet apart to look like they were like two feet apart, like side by side. Wow. Just with a computer. So this is, re this is really the right time, I think, to bring this Lenny Bro stuff forth because a lot of it is not properly documented with photos or properly recorded but with the gear that's out there now we can get it and listen to it and then try to bring forth the most pure guitar signal we have mm -hmm. so we were very lucky with that first one we're also very lucky we've got two more coming out very soon oh great that was Lenny bro's first recording when he was 15 mm -hmm. just before i met him so th this is very dear to me because when i met him this is what he was playing wow. and it's a staggering amount of uh, merle travis chad atkins and jimmy bryant stuff all rolled into one Oh. What is that? Uh, considering he recorded when he was 15, yeah. uh, we also found a poster that called him Boy Wizard or Boy Wonder, a guitar wizard Boy Wonder, so we're calling his next album Boy Wonder. Wow. What is that uh, going to be released? Oh, we're working on it now. We just we got the tapes. I had to buy them from a studio in Maine, because uh, he lived in Maine before he came to Winnipeg, before I knew him. Then I heard these tapes existed. Hmm. So I'm, I've invested quite a bit of my own money going around and buying tapes from studios who have them that were not released. I don't think there's much point trying to go after what's released.
pianist Bill Evans was a, a great musician, but he also wrote some lovely, lovely songs. And that last track that we just heard was uh, a song written by Bill Evans called Two Lonely People. And again, featuring Lenny Bro on guitar and Dave Young on bass. The name of the album is called Live at Bourbon Street. I'd, uh, I'd like to thank Randy Bachman for taking the time out to talk to me uh, regarding Lenny Bro and the Guitar Archives label. Also, I'd like to thank uh, Danny Casavant for uh, the research and uh, the past few months of just communicating back and forth and trying to put this uh, this show together. If you want uh, further information regarding Guitar Archives and what's happening with the Lenny Bro projects, you can uh, fax Guitar Archives at 604-736-3023. They also have an excellent website, and uh, the website address is http colon slash slash www.guitarchives.com slash guitarchives slash and you can also email them at casavant that's c-a-s-a-v-a-n-t at cyberstore.ca and the name of the album is called Lenny Bro with Dave Young live at Bourbon Street it's on the Guitar Archives label and you should definitely check this out if you're a fan of Lenny Bro and you want to find out what this musician was all about this is an excellent introduction because there isn't much out there um, musically on Lenny Bro. Very few recordings, but I think that's all going to change now that this label is in the forefront with Lenny's fine music. We're going to close with a, a composition written by Miles Davis, one of my favorites, and this goes out to my brother-in-law, Kevin Lambert. And This is one of my favorites and one of his favorites. This is Lenny Bro and Dave Young with All Blues. Thank you. 
women in Canada and the diaspora share a common history, a history of survival and triumph, a history rich with moral leaders and justice seekers. But our stories are seldom heard and are often excluded from the universal table of contents. The women featured this month are women whose stories should be told. History must be shared to be remembered. Jennifer Hodge de Silva. Jennifer Hodge was born in Montreal in 1951. She graduated from York University in 1973, then completed a TV arts diploma at Ryerson Polytechnical Institute in 1979. She developed her own production company, Gen Films Inc., in 1980. Her first production, Myself, Yourself, a film about the effects of racial stereotyping on children, was made for the Toronto Board of Education and won international awards. Through her production company, Ms. De Silva produced and directed many documentaries and documentary series for television. These include Joe David's Spirit of the Mask, The Eden Shaw Legacy, A Day in the Life of Canada, The Yukon Neighborhoods, Outremont and the Neighborhoods, Kingston Market, and many others. In 1984, a film directed by Ms. De Silva, Home Feeling, Struggle for Community, documented the relations between the Toronto police and black immigrant communities. It was widely acclaimed when it was shown as part of the United Nations Environment Program multimedia presentation at a conference in Nairobi, Kenya. Gen Films, in support of the human spirit, produced for the John Howard Society, won the award for creative excellence at the 1987 U.S. Industrial Film and Video Festival. Mr. Silva's work, which was of seminal importance to the history of black filmmaking in Canada, dealt with a wide range of social concerns in documentary format. Many of her sponsored films explore Canadian cultural geography, running through both these and her issue films, is a humanist agenda, a concern for social reconstruction. Her work addresses the real nature of racism facing black people in Canada, but without anger and encourages reform rather than revolution. Tragically, Ms. De Silva's important work was cut short. She died in 1989 of cancer in Montreal. CHUO commemorates Black History Month with Black Notes, special programming from February 1st through 29th on 89.1 FM. Just before uh, Stan Getz passed away in 1991, he made a, a beautiful album with pianist uh, Kenny Barron, and the name of the album was called People Time, and it was released on the Jeten Jazz uh, label, recorded in Copenhagen in March of 1991. I thought we'd listen to the title track of this uh, beautiful recording, and then we're going to follow it up with uh, an up-and-coming young pianist, someone who was here in Ottawa this past uh, this past summer at the Jazz Festival, Daryl Grant and his new album on the Crisscross Jazz label is called The New Bop, and we're going to listen to a track from there as well. And then after that, we're going to listen to um, some music from the great jazz trio and a Billy Strayhorn classic, Lush Life. Well, let's get started with uh, Stan Getz and Kenny Barron and this beautiful version of Benny Carter's People Time.
A brief little interlude there from pianist Daryl Grant, and that was a song called Rebop. That's an original from Daryl, and it's from his latest CD called The New Bop, released on Crisscross label. It's a, a great label out of Europe, and uh, some very fine musicians are recording for this label, and one of them just happens to be uh, Daryl Grant. And before that, we listened to some beautiful music from Stan Getz and Kenny Barron and a song called People Time. My name is Randy McElligot, and you're listening to In Transition here on CH2OFM, coming to you from the University of Ottawa, serving the Ottawa Hall area and surroundings from the Media Skywalk at 89.1 on your FM dial. Well, we have a very important person here in Ottawa who's celebrating a birthday today. Uh, Judy Green, one of the one of the great jazz followers in Ottawa for many years, is celebrating a birthday, and she wanted uh, me to uh, to play a song for her, which I, I couldn't I couldn't find. It's called Sunday Kind of Love. So, Judy, I hope this will do. This is uh, Billy Strayhorn's Lush Life, and it's performed by the great jazz trio from their album released on the Denon label. It's called New York Sophisticate, a tribute to Duke Ellington. This is the great jazz trio.
exciting band out of the United States. That was the New York Hard Bop Quintet and a song called New New Jazz World Order, written by pianist uh, Keith Sanders. Uh, the name of the album is called The Clincher, and it's released on TCB Records out of Switzerland. So you might want to check that one out. It's called the New York Hard Bop Quintet. The name of the album is called The Clincher. And before that, we listened to a beautiful rendition of Billy Strayhorn's classic composition, Lush Life, and that was taken from an album called The Tribute to Duke Ellington by the Great Jazz Trio. And this trio has been around in different incarnations for the past uh, several years. And this recording that we just listened to was released on the uh, Denon label. And again, the name of the album is called The Tribute to Duke Ellington. We're going to continue now with McCoy Toyner, and we're going to listen to a, a beautiful piece from his album entitled Journey, released on the Verve label. This is McCoy Tyner with his big band. And this song is called uh, You Taught Me, You Taught My Heart to Sing. And it was written by uh, Sammy Kahn and McCoy Tyner. And this particular version features uh, some fine vocals from Diana Reeves and uh, some fine solo work from McCoy Tyner, Jerry Gonzalez on trumpet, and uh, John Clark's uh, French horn. So let's listen now to this beautiful version of You Taught My Heart to Sing. You're all I'll keep 
great playing there from alto saxophonist uh, Bud Shank and his sextet. That's from a CD called uh, The Bud Shank Sextet Plays Harold Arlen, and we listened to a composition called Accentuate the Positive. And before that, we listened to uh, a beautiful song called You Taught My Heart to Sing, and that was from McCoy Tyner from his album uh, Journey, with uh, some beautiful vocals there from Diane Reeves, uh, an excellent CD on the Verve label. Well, we're going to continue now with some music from... uh, great pianist Ilian Elias and she has a CD out called Solos and Duets and released on the Blue Note label and the duets include uh, Herbie Hancock so we're going to listen to a composition here called Messages Part 2 and this features Ilian Elias and Herbie Hancock both on piano.
That was music from bassist uh, Eddie Gomez, and Steve Gadd was on drums, Chick Corea was on piano. In fact, uh, that last track that we just heard called A Japanese Waltz was written by Chick Corea, and it's taken from Eddie Gomez's uh, solo album simply entitled Gomez. It's released on the Denon label, and if you look at the cover, it's got a picture of Eddie with a hat on, smoking a cigarette, but the music inside is very, very good. We're going to continue now with some music from guitarist John McLaughlin, and this is his tribute album to pianist uh, Bill Evans, a beautiful release on the Verve label. It's called uh, Time Remembered, and uh, we're going to listen to a track called Turn Out the Stars. And again, my name is Randy McElligot, and you're listening to In Transition here on CHUO FM 89.1, coming to you from the University of Ottawa. Thank you. 
Well, that just about wraps things up for another edition of In Transition. My name is Randy McElligot. Join me next week as we feature seasons in jazz compositions. For example, summertime, spring can really hang you up the most, and anything else I could find that has to deal with fall, winter, spring, or summer. So join me for two hours of great music next week. Coming up next, we have some fine German music with Patricia, and she'll be here until 5 p.m. Take care. Bye-bye.